Hi. I'm Prince. So what seems to be the problem? Oh, how rude of me. I haven't given you enough time to freak out yet. You may do so now. Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> On June 7th, 1958, the world of music changed for the better, and things will never be the same. So it's fitting that June is known as Black Music Month, since June gave us Prince Rogers Nelson. This artist, who at one point was only known as the artist, reclaimed rock and roll from the sonic whitewash of commercial radio of the late 1970s and the early 1980s, and brought it back to its iconic roots, blending elements of Richie Havens and Little Richard, Jimi Hendrix and James Brown, with something the world had never seen. On today's episode of Interludes, we will highlight contemporary black music with our special guests, the man whose music plays as the intro and close to every episode of this podcast, artist and music producer extraordinaire, Mr. Kendall Nesbeth. Today, we'll also hear from Parrish P. Dub Williams, host of the Music Talk podcast, It's Like That, on contemporary artists who have undeniably been influenced by Prince, like her. Prince, his musicianship and his uniqueness, you know, and his, his love for music, it was just so contagious, and his mystique, you know, I, I really model after that, and, and he's everything to me. He's probably one of my number one influences in my guitar playing. You know, one time somebody asked Eric Clapton, oh, what does it feel like to be the best guitar player? And Eric Clapton said, I don't know, ask Prince. You know, so he was respected by so many and he touched so many lives. Like he made music for everybody. And so I really try to channel that. In celebration of Black Music Month, the music of Kendall Nesbeth, and some sound opinions from Pre-Dub Williams, let's do it, y'all. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure Lighthouse production. We would like to thank our local title sponsor, A1 Pestmasters, for all your exterminating and pest control needs for supporting Interludes. This episode is brought to you by our national sponsor, Mighty Good Men, a virtual Father's Day event on Sunday, June 20th. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. you in on a secret. The secret sauce of this show is its music. And the man behind the music you hear each week is the very talented producer, Kendall Nesbitt. With his new single, Show the World, Kendall is stepping into the spotlight and up to the microphone to express himself. This is Valerie Johnson and welcome to Interludes. It's so great when we welcome back a friend to the show, a just wonderful individual. He does our theme that you hear every single week and it's very important for us as a producing team to welcome back friends to the show and people that made our podcast Interludes what it is. I am so honored. 
He is back. Grammy-nominated, talented singer, writer, producer. He's got a new song called Show the World. Welcome, my family, guys. Oh, yeah. Kendall Nesbeth. How you doing on today? Pretty good. How about you, cuz? I'm doing great. Oh, my I'm so God. proud of you. I just love it when it's a family thing, you know. I this know. I know. It's, it's wonderful. June is Black Music Month. This is probably right. the perfect time for you to do a release. And mm -hmm. for years, you have been guiding the musical. You've been the guiding musical force behind some very chart-topping artists and, and great, you know, musicians for the last couple of decades. And now you're stepping into the limelight uh, for the first time, for the first time in your musical career. Is that correct? For the first, yeah, this is my first release. Yeah, on the end. yeah. In releasing your new single, "Show the World," mm -hmm. what significance does this release represent for you personally and professionally? Uh, personally, it was so many people didn't even know I could sing. <laughs> you know, I had buddies hit me online, and they were like, "You sing?" You know, they saw a clip or whatever. And uh, I would work with artists all the time and, and they'd just be like, you know, why don't you do your thing? Like, when are you going to do? And they would kind of look at me crazy, like, why are you not, you know, doing anything? And I think I got comfortable and somewhat complacent, you know, just being in the background. I'm still doing music, but, you know, it's like you got a gift and you should use it. You should put it out there. So I always had it in the back of my mind to do. And I think procrastination and year after year. And I said this year, I will not let another birthday go by without putting it out. And you all have heard it. Some of the family heard it. And you, even you were like, what are you doing? Cause like, get it out there, you know? So yes. Yeah. So personally <laughs> and professionally, and I, I look at it like, um, there's always a message or an undertone in the music anyway. So looking up to some of the forefathers, of course, Stevie Wonder and, and Lionel Richie or, you know, Charlie Wilson, or Curtis Mayfield, Sam Cooke, you could just, the list goes on and on. Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin. It, it was always, a, I always had a story and I'm always writing. So, you know, there were always songs. And of course I would sing on the songs that I'm writing and it's like, well, just kind of put it out there, so. Yeah, I know. And I, I don't know if you remember old movies that would come out that would talk about, well, we don't want to, we don't want people to do a message mute, a song, uh, something that's oh, got yeah. something, something to say. And I remember um, Marvin Gaye Mm -hmm. When he did um, "What's Going On," that was there was a lot of pushback in Motown for him. Yeah. Yeah, controversy pushback, and recently, her won an Oscar. Not an Oscar. She won. A, yeah, she won an Oscar, but mm -hmm. she also won a, a a Grammy for "I Can't Breathe." So, mm. do you believe that music with message, like I believe, show the uh, show the world, it's got a message to it. Yeah. Do you believe that that is? The trend or you believe that this is good for music to have a message i think you you should write from your heart write from your experience mm -hmm. and uh show the world for me while I, i'm i'm almost encouraging myself like you know you know how you have those conversations in your own head you know can i do it am i good enough do i have it what have you and you, sometimes you just got to jump out and do it like the whole nike just do it you just have to just jump leap take the you know climb the invisible stairs as they say so as it was encouraging me, I felt like, okay, hopefully others get the message too, to say, hey, you know what? Whatever I've been sitting on, whatever idea, whatever dream, passion that you know is inside, just do it, you know? So that's that's what it means for me. Wonderful, yeah. And um, 
During the pandemic, many musical artists I've interviewed are really looking forward to live performances again. And I know you you went on tour with some of the artists that you uh, wrote with. And in fact, we had one of our co college buddies from the show. She's a friend to the show. She just performed over the Memorial Day holiday. And promoting this single, is there any shows set up for you to perform either virtually or live? So I'm doing, we, we just opened back up with the band that I work with. So we're doing some shows, you know, little by little, of course, restrictions and everything. So first thing I'm going to do is like an online listening party and a performance. So that'll be coming up in another two or three weeks and just start it off there. My invite. <laughs> of My course, invite. of course. And then uh, just, and I, and I have some friends that are promoters and they, they have some local spots. So I'll be, I'll be bouncing around uh, in and out of the city just to kind of, you know, do uh, the whole marketing branding aspect of it, or, you know, kind of getting the buzz out there. So I'll keep you posted on what's going, what's coming up. Right, right. And, and who's helping you as far as marketing and branding? Because I've saw some really great posts on either Instagram and are you a Twitter person or no? I saw it on Instagram. Not as much, I, a little bit, but not not as much. So mostly Instagram or Facebook. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm just playing around, learning stuff. Of course, you know who's helping me now. You know Tiffany is, is uh, <laughs> behind and making it work. She's like, let's do it, get the website going. So she's helping and uh, we're just playing with it and messing around and, and seeing what we come up with, you know? Uh, from your view, because I feel that you are a musical professional, definitely can advise anyone when it comes to this profession. And you even mentioned it in Show the World about this business, music mm -hmm. business. How has the pan how, how has the pandemic changed the music industry as a whole? Uh, well, I think in a few ways. One, just understand. Okay, so I look at it like there was a time period where being on a road, being in front of a crowd, performing, it sort of uh, shaped what you thought your identity was. And I know a, a lot of folks that went through a real low period. And, and it's natural because you, you wanna connect with people, you wanna hug, you wanna you know, kind of have that fellowship. And it was really tough when it, when it dropped because music is a universal language, you, you know, and, and you share so much and there's like a spiritual uplifting that happens in it. So it was a, a real downer, but I think it allowed us to kind of go within and take some probably much needed time because you're always busy always moving around to just go within and uh you know really dig in and kind of recreate and see what the future holds and so that helped a lot of us had to pivot business wise you know just mm -hmm. to make sure uh you can survive these times you know kind of having multiple streams and not just necessarily depending on uh, one part of it so it, it was a shift it was a definite uh, life shift yeah, and did you find yourself writing more during the pandemic? Writing more, yeah, a bunch of. I mean, uh, <laughs> Tiffany, my wife can tell you. I'm in the, in the middle of the night. I'll get up. I keep a phone or a recorder next to me. I'll go in the closet so I'm not disturbing, and then I'll come down and finish it here in the basement. Uh, but yeah, definitely writing and writing writing songs that um, I have one. I won't give it away, but it's a song that I've been messing around with. Uh, for about two years and the song is titled uh, death is a part of life and it's it's such a and it, it was a it was a series of you know and we've had losses in family and I've, I was doing so many funerals and so and and it got to a point where like what can I sing what can I say to encourage the hearts and just that whole aspect of you know understanding there's a mourning aspect to it but then also understanding that it's a part of life it's a part of God's plan and how do we sort of take the balance of it? And I've, and and that's it's going to be a deep song. Like when it comes out, it's hard for me to even compose it because it's such a, 
it has such a depth to it. But I think when uh, when it comes together, it, it'll encourage some people and kind of give perspective on life and death. So yeah, just kind of going in deep with those types of titles and. I'm writing some other uh, songs based on sort of what's going on, what the climate is um, today, and um, just being able to sit still and again, just take that time and meditate and think and go within has has been good. Yeah, social injustice has been a topic that has definitely popped up in music. Like I mentioned earlier, her mm -hmm. won a Grammy for I Can't Breathe. Uh, how do you feel music can contribute to helping in social injustice and, and making that prominent for in people's minds to do something to change? Uh, music has always been the, the, um, the score to any movement in terms of civil rights, uh, you know, race issues has always, even if you go back to, you know, Mahalia Jackson and Dr. King and uh, even Reverend Jackson. And uh, I don't know if many know this, but Quincy Jones, they actually produced a project that Push uh, put out and it had all sorts of celebrities. I think uh, Stevie Wonder was a part of it and um, James Brown and various people uh, just helped aid the movement with music because music can just penetrate in a different way. I mean, you can sing in one language and, and somebody may not even understand it. I know we, we, we've been overseas. It just brings everyone together. It kind of pierces the heart in a different way. Um, I know James Brown had a show one time and they were kind of, you know, they got irate and they were going crazy. He's like, hey, hey, wait a minute, you know, we're all brothers. And he was able to kind of, as they say, soothe the savage beast with music. Cause it's something about it that really penetrates the heart in a very different way than anything else that I've experienced. So music has, it has always led and aided in, in, in the movement. So. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's kind of important. What's been the most challenging task in producing music for yourself as a producer? Because keep in mind, you've worked for other folks, and definitely you've been the musician on you know on tap to say, okay, we need this, we need this. But how is it working for yourself and producing music for yourself? What what makes those decisions of okay, this will be the single. Okay, we're gonna wait to release this one. You know, how are you making those decisions? That's uh, it's kind of a flow, <laughs> but I will tell you one thing is you you overthink. You see, it's different now because I mean now I have my company, so I'm releasing music on my own label. I'm, I'm so you have to think in terms of you know all of the administrative stuff, registering your stuff, like a lot of the things that the label did. I, I had nothing to do with. I produced the songs, make sure my contract was right. Uh, but now when you're doing it yourself, you know there are some things that you really need to. Uh, think about it. and then luckily I have a I have a great wife that helps me with that kind of stuff and you know kind of building the team trying to get the kids involved but uh, I think one thing is overthinking because when you're a producer and a creative you you could sort of just overproduce or over but sometimes you just have to let it be you know and and, and just put it out there uh, so I've I've learned not not so much when you're hired to produce it's sort of like okay that is the focus and and you need to make sure and of course, you don't want to put anything out that's not as perfect as, as you can make it. Right. Um, but then sometimes you just have to let it go and say, hey, you know, let it be, let it do what it's going to do. And and some of the things you may not think, I know Diana Ross, her big hit, she didn't even think it would be a big hit. She's like, ah, this song song sucks. I get Barry Gordon say she didn't even like the song and it ended up being like a number one hit. So you just never know. So I think, uh, you know, just not overthinking it is one aspect. Um, and then the business part, which a lot of creatives, and I, I do want to say this, we think of the business aspect as not being creative, but marketing is creativity. 
you know, mm-hmm. it's just a, a different arm of it. And so kind of turning on that brain uh, in terms of how you get it in, into the marketplace, what, what the brand looks like with the logo. I mean, I'm going through things that I never really had to. Uh, I've been in the meetings and I've been kind of behind the scenes watching it play out. But when you when you understand the science to it and uh, and sometimes you get it right and sometimes you don't, but you just keep, you know, keep going. You know, if you fail, OK, get back up and try it again. You know, so, so it's been yeah. a cool journey. Yeah, wonderful. Have the kids heard the single? What what what, what did they think about it? So they put, yeah, they heard the whole album actually, and um, they were like, "Dad, what are you doing?" Like KJ, it's funny because probably about two weeks ago he came down and we had like a listening party, and he was like, "Oh my God, this is taking me back." He's like, "This is like that R&B, you know that stuff." And they love like old school, what we call old school music, uh, you know, like '90s R&B, the early 2000s. Yeah. So it was like it kind of has that feel. It's got a current little edge to it, but they like the essence, uh, you know, that they hear in it. So they they were very encouraging, like put it out like yo you know they're excited about it so yeah oh my gosh so it it sounds like your entire family is is cheerleading and i know your mom is cheerleading of course that, yeah of course and, and well i get else. it from her you know she was directing and singing and she played a little bit too she's like i wish i would have stuck with it so music i got you know i got it that's a family thing so yeah absolutely <laughs> And she well, had the first copy and she's been like, when are you going to put it out? And it's timing. You know, you have situations, deals fall through, things happen. Uh, and and it's, now's the time. And I'm glad I did it. I'm doing it now because, you know, much like Prince said, you own your masters. It's, it's sort of like, well, I own me now. So even, you know, getting connecting to a major and doing a deal, I'm coming in owning me, you know, owning my masters, having my own company. And then it's more of a partnership versus you just kind of get an artist deal. So it's very different. Wow. And like a lot of people that have an interest in music, what you just said is education to them. So that is wonderful information. And hopefully people can go go away knowing that you can be in your business for yourself and Absolutely. be creative and and create what you're doing which is which which is great music so i know you just mentioned the full album is coming when will this drop and and if people wanted to hear show the world where would they go so they can go to my website dante five music so dante d-a-n-t-e the number five and then music.com so they can go to the website um it's on all major platforms so itunes spotify uh apple music amazon some I haven't even heard of. I'm like, okay, my online distribution company just sent me this list. Like, so basically, it's everywhere. If you put in Kendall Nesbitt, a K E N D A L L N E S B I T T, show the world, you know, it can come up. So, support, download, you know, stream it. There, there's so much coming up. This is just a teaser. So, to answer your question, when the album is coming out, I'm trying to take the steps to sort of do the teaser, do the brand, build it up. You know, okay, right. here's a single. I may do a second single. And then kind of feel it out to uh, as, as to when I'll release the whole album. However, it will be this year. So I don't know that I'm going to let the season or the fall. I'm not going to let the year pass without putting the whole album out. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, we we all we all need a Kendall Nesbitt full album. Yes, we do. <laughs> we need the full album, not no tease. I'm okay with being teased, but yeah. know, I'm, I'm oh, great no. with that. No, I write albums like I have, and it's crazy because I've got probably about three or four in the can already. Just because I write all the time, so you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like the, you know, the old school where you can just push play and the whole record can play, and it's it's full of hits or something that's relevant, something you can can connect to. So that's that's what the album will be. I'm I'm excited, and I think everybody will uh, 
I feel it. I get goosebumps. So I, I hope that uh, everybody, I, I can only imagine everybody else would feel what I feel. If I'm feeling it, hopefully everybody else feels it. You know, and for those that don't, I understand that too. It's something, you know, so, so I, everybody has their, you know, you know, their opinion. When, when your next single comes out and or the full album, you come right on back here and promote and we will get you back on. Michael and I would love to have you on to talk about it because, like I said, we are very appreciative of you giving the theme music for interludes and like i said earlier anytime i need to get hyped to work on this podcast wow. all i have to do is listen to the theme and thank you cuz i said let me mm -hmm. let me get on the show help promote and you said absolutely you it was a quick turnaround i'm like okay now i'm trying to do all these other things i got to get my cousin to that week, you know so yeah i appreciate that Thanks uh, for having me. Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Kendall Nesbeth, new single, Show the World. Go and support. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Love you, girl. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Here's the new single, Show the World, by Kendall Nesbeth. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the second phase to the first situation. Hope you all enjoy the sounds that you're about to hear. I just want to change it up a bit, give you sort of a variety, you know. I want to inspire your mind, man, you know. Hit you on every level. So listen. Oftentimes we go through life not really understanding our purpose, you know. And this is just a simple song to say, go ahead, man. Flex your muscles. Show them what you can do. And I promise you'll feel better if you do. I'm a living witness. So here's my story. If you listen, I'm gonna tell you. Here we go, you ready? Alright, here it is. Been in the background for a long time. Now it's time for me to share what's on my mind. Got a lot of music and this in my head. Make a classic record like Curtis Freddy's day. I'm not gonna be afraid to let go and reach out to the vision. Chicago-born but Atlanta-based parish P-Dub Williams, host of the It's Like That podcast, focuses on the world of Black-created music from gospel and R&B to jazz and classic hip-hop, is here to celebrate Black Music Month with me all month long. It's Like That can be found on Anchor FM Spotify, but you can hear P-Dub right here as we discuss the legacy of Prince and P-Dub's favorite contemporary music artists. Hint, we've already heard from one of them. It's hard for me to sometimes just pinpoint which album or which artist or which you know people are great. When people tune in to It's Like That, when they listen in on with your podcast, what would they be getting a taste of? What, what, how would they be entering into the mind of Parish P-Dub? What, what, would, be, what, what so, would they hear, what would they expect? 
so one of the first things, uh, my very first uh, episode, mm-hmm. I kind of gave a little background uh, yeah. on myself and, you know, talked about my growings up and, you know, Calvary and high school and college and church and, you know, my parents, you know, my, my, my family and their musical abilities and stuff. So um, where I am, you know, this parish is literally a composite of all those things together. So what I try to do is convey what I love and I love music. You know, the thing mm-hmm. I want to show people is that, you know, music is definitely multifaceted. You don't have to stick to, you know, because uh, most people just associate me. It was, I, people were very surprised when I was doing, start doing the music challenges because most people associate me with church because exactly. I know a lot of gospel music. I do. I could talk. I do a podcast on gospel music alone, literally. <laughs> but I wanted them to show, you know, to see that I knew a, a whole lot of R&B, a mm-hmm. whole lot of R&B and especially classic. So the thing I wanted to make sure I did was not make it so one one dimensional. I wanted to show people that, you know, music, especially black music, nothing against my, you know, my, my brothers from across the pond, you know, everybody has a place in, in, the, in that, that piece, but black music just has a special place for us. Because I think the thing is, uh, soul music in particular definitely is uh, part of who we are. You know, you don't even have to, to uh, be a quote unquote singer to feel soul music. Right. A soul singer is going to make you, they're going to make you feel a certain emotion. They're going to make you tap into it, whether or not you really mean it to do it. Soul right. music is going to make you tap to a cert- certain emotions, depending on the song, depending on the genre, depending on, you know, um, if it's an up tempo or slow tempo, it could be an up tempo song. You can get in your feelings about it. I've experienced that on several songs. <laughs> so it's just, you know, I think it's just the thing of, um, me just showing people that I really, really had, uh, this is definitely my passion. It's something I uh, love. And, you know, uh, the artists that I uh, spotlight are artists that have definitely made an impact on me as as a singer, as, you know, uh, someone, uh, a, follow, a lover of the arts. Just in general, this is who I am as a person. Here's what, I, what I'm wondering. A lot of people, I think, feel the way Valerie does, because I, I think I can speak for her on this, is okay. that... That there are a smaller and smaller number of artists who are making this type of timeless music, Agreed. and it's harder to find it. Agreed. And when you do find it, you you know <laughs> you appreciate this like this is the you know you mentioned Georgia like this is the most delicious peach you ever had in your life like you never had a peach before. This is the most delicious peach. As someone who who's listening to music the way that you are, who 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 should we add as listeners to that list that would go along? You know, people of today. Are there any artists today that would be on a I was list? Waiting for you to ask Shaka me. Khan or, or Nita Baker. Who, who who should we add to that list? My 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 main two hitters right now are Jasmine Sullivan and her. Yeah, me. They're too. my main two hitters. Yeah, they're my main two hitters, especially Jasmine. Yes. Especially Jasmine. Uh, the oh thing about gosh, her, yeah. um, so um, the EP right now, I had to finally put it down. Hotels, I had to put it down because I was listening to it like every week, like three or four times a week. And uh-huh. it's a, you know, it's just an EP, so you you know, only getting a certain amount of time with it. But it's like, oh my god, like I had to put it on repeat, like literally, I would listen to it at work and listen to it three times in a row. So I had okay, P, let's switch to someone else. We're getting a little, little we want to burn out with Jassy. We want to get burnout, so. It's, now put her aside for a minute. We're good. But the thing is, so I remember when Jasmine first came out, um, the joint in t- 2008, her first joint. 
And Lions so I remember and tigers and bears. That one. Yeah, and the bust your windows and um, bust your windows. Yeah, that was now. This is the thing: bust your windows, lions, tigers, and bears, and I'm in love with another man. Those oh, yeah. three songs, especially I'm in love with another man. That mm -hmm. song was so crazy hitting for her to be so young. She was I so know. seasoned vocally to me. Mm -hmm. And it's so soulful, you know, just a soul mm -hmm. singer. I say, who is this little girl? You know, and then it's kind of funny. Side note, uh, she has the same birthday as my mom. So I'm kind of like, okay, she oh. got that chick. So I see she's got a little bite to her. I understood that. So <laughs> definitely understood it. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, yeah, so, and, you're, and, your mom, and your mom was a singer too, right? Yeah, my mom was a singer also. And my dad's a singer as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the thing was, when I first uh, peeped her, I said, okay, this girl's going to do some stuff. And so, you know, her second project was just as good. But I'm going to tell you, where I really, really fell in love, deeply in love with her, was um, reality show. Fell in love with her. That was like, to me, Hotels is very close to reality show, but reality show just has so much. And I think the thing about it, um, what I love about her is that her music is true to life. So, you know, she wrote reality show. She had taken a hiatus from music. She was kind of in a depressive state. Um, she um, was sitting at home and she said all she was doing was watching reality shows. So she started pinning the music for that, that whole project just off of her experiences watching TV. So if you listen to the themes in the songs, they're all familiar because they're all literal reality show themes. Every last song on there. So it's kind of like, dog, man. So again, that's a brilliant mind. And then the vocals, we don't talk about the vocals, man. That girl, the thing mm -hmm. about her, I saw, I, uh, she came to Atlanta, it was like in 2016, 2017. I didn't get a okay. chance to see her, but it was kind of okay. funny. I, that was when Facebook Live first started. And so yeah. all my friends, people were posted, oh, I'm going to see Jasmine. And then I said, okay, but look, I need you as a friend to go ahead and go Facebook Live for about five minutes. You don't have to do the whole concert. If each one of you do like a five minute snippet, I'll get the whole concert. Oh my and so God. That's how I, <laughs> I mean, you have enough friends you know, to do that too. Listen, Bear. they were tagging me. They were tagging me and say, hey, hey P. Uh, or they text me, hey P. Uh, uh, I'm tagging you. I got this next song up. Just check it out. I mean, I was sitting there like screaming like a little girl because I'm like, I get to see her for real. I mean, but she just blew my mind. So mm -hmm. she is Where's she from? Yeah, she's from, she from? Uh, Jerk. She's from uh, Philly. She's oh. from Philly. She's from Philly. And side side note, her mother was uh, one of the uh, studio session singers for the Philadelphia Sound for Gamble and Huff. Her mother was a session singer you know that, for Gamble you know and I Huff. I was going there. You know I yeah. was going there with yeah. it. Okay. Her mother All was right. a session singer. Right. And her father, I think her father was a minister of music at their church. So mm -hmm. she got it honestly. She got it honestly. Very mm -hmm. much so. Yeah. Very much so. Okay. Yeah, so what is, now, that, now, with the other artists, her, uh -huh. what is what what do you love or like about okay. her? Her. So that little girl, and I'm gonna call a little girl, she's not gonna be my daughter, literally. She's that little girl is definitely a prodigy. Mm -hmm. By all means, she is a prodigy. If you listen to her lyrics, mm -hmm. she's way ahead of her time, man. A lot of her mm -hmm. and also what I loved about her, her mixtapes, I went back and said, peeped a couple of those. I said, Oh, you right like this at 15 and 16? Mm -hmm. And playing the guitar, you know, she plays a few instruments, mm -hmm. and then the vocals are crazy. Mm -hmm. And then I love her ear. So, you know, on Jasmine's new thing, she and Jasmine do a duet on Jasmine's EP. Okay. Um, uh, called "Girl Like Me." Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. So, again, two brilliant minds coming together, and the way they freestyle off of each other is crazy. If you get a chance, go. They do a live version of it on you. Uh, it's on YouTube, but they do a live version of "Girl Like Me," and 
I love that version. And I love the what's on the CD or the, the EP rather. But I love what they do live even when I love what's on the EP. Mm-hmm. And you so, mentioned her and you mentioned her as a prodigy. I'm gonna mention yeah, who yeah. she reminds me of and his birthday is coming up next uh next week. Yes, I ma'am. Your, I know exactly where you're going. You know exactly yes. where I'm going I with this. I said the same thing when I first heard it. Yeah, there we have it. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you what, what got me the first time I saw her. Uh, any mm-hmm. video footage of her, she had the sunglasses on. And she I was holding the guitar. I said, "Oh, mm-hmm. she's a French chick all day." Mm-hmm. I said, "She's because I used to kind of think the same thing yeah. about Janelle Monae when she first came out. Kind of thought right. that got, got glimpses of that from her. Yeah, she true. takes it a step further. She takes it even a step further than Janelle. But I'm telling you, yeah, her, yeah. those two, but uh, Jasmine and Janelle. I mean, Jasmine and her. I can definitely mm-hmm. see them." having uh, a mainstay in the industry because the thing I love about them both they're kind of in their own lane they aren't really regulated by any label or whatever they're doing their thing and they have a huge following on both instances we'll be hearing more from P-Dub throughout the month and next time on Interludes it was an outlet for me and that was what led me to to write the the, the book but but also it, it opens me up to everything else that I started seeing around me as well. So I started noticing flowers, I started noticing trees. I, I can see life lessons in, in all of those. I was able to capture them in poems. Straight out of London, poet and proud dad, Andrew Boyd, author of Birchmire, discusses his new collection of poetry and life raising girls. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Valerie Johnson and Michael Womble, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production, brought to you by our national sponsor, Mighty Good Men, a virtual Father's Day event on Sunday, June 20th, featuring Pudge Fernandez, our own executive producer, Michael Womble, and hosted by Valerie Johnson. For tickets to the virtual show and the virtual after party, please visit the website, pure-lighthouse-media.ticketleap.com. We would like to thank our local title sponsor, A1 Pestmasters. For all your exterminating and pest control needs, call A1 Pestmasters at area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1pestmasters.com. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media. Media.